Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. Well, thank you very much for coming on the Confidence Master Unlock Your Life podcast, Alfie. Pleasures all mine. Fantastic. Um, you, we've been following you for quite a while, not literally. Like I was going to say, that'd be we a bit don't. <laughs> <laughs> We don't um, actually stalk people, but, you know, a bit of online stuff. But the first thing I wanted to cover and ask you was, the last time we were here, you said about not trusting people. Yep. And... My, my question around that is, how have you built up the trust in yourself um, to have the confidence to do what you do so successfully? Because I ask nobody to trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust is something that's earned, not given, and it's banded around way too much and way too easy. Mm-hmm. So with all of my team, I ask them not to trust me. Okay. And the reason I ask them not to trust me is because I'm not God. <laughs> I don't get it right all the time. Yeah. I get it wrong, hopefully, less than I get it right. <laughs> yeah. But on the times I do get it wrong, if I have a team that doesn't trust me, mm-hmm. that means they're checking for me. That means they're looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest gift any team can give you by watching your back. Yeah. So the word trust is about really checking. Can they trust my word? Mm -hmm. Can they trust I'm not going to lie to them? Of course they can. Can they trust I'm going to do the right thing for them? Yes. What happens if I get it wrong? Mm -hmm. Then I get the blame. Yep. So surround yourself with good people that are prepared to check and not trust that everything you say is right because none of us are infallible. No. I'm not infallible. No. Well... Well, no, okay, no, no, I'm not, I'm, nobody's infallible. No. So I asked my team to actually do me the courtesy of looking after me by not trusting me. I like that, that makes sense. How do you find the good people? By being good people around me resonates from me being good to them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is not that I'm some sort of charity and believe in the good. You have to sift through. And it's not that there are bad people out there. It's not that there are bad people. Right. There are just the wrong people in the wrong positions. I've seen people excel when they've put in a different position. Mm-hmm. They just not might not have the flair, the you know, the passion for what they're doing in that position. Yeah. So what we tend to find here is we look for the position that suits the person not the person that suits the position. Mm. So we change people around in our business and we've taken people on and gone, you know, that's not not really where you need to be. You know, you need to be in this position and give it a go because the knowledge that they've built up about our business is important to us, should be important to them. And as long as they've got passion, Mm -hmm. we're going to find the position that suits them. Nice. I like that. 
So in the beginning, did you set out with a goal? Um, well, I don't know. When I was born, the doctor slapped my mum. So I don't know if that was a sort of a goal or, you know, whether, you know, I come out and all of a sudden, oh my God, the doctor slapped my mum and said, how good you? No, I'm only joking. Uh, uh, did I set out with a goal? Of course I set out with a goal. Mm -hmm. You cannot operate a business without a plan. Yep. Because Warren Buffett said, an idiot with a plan can be a genius without one. Yeah. So how do I see myself? I see myself as an idiot with a plan. <laughs> Fair. I'm not astute. I'm not intellectually clever. I see myself as just a simple person, goes to work, gets up in the morning, mm -hmm. puts the effort in and uh, treats my day job as if I was married to it. Okay. So does that make you happy? Are you happy? How could I not be? I'm me. <laughs> For God's sake, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I get up in I get up in the morning and walk by the mirror and go, my God, are you coming out on your own? Like, of course I'm ecstatic. You know, I just come back to have to take a check and look a second look in the mirror to go, my God, is that really you? You say that I actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 truth of the matter is is this. Um I'm not particularly a confident person, mm -hmm. but here's the difference. What I'm not confident about, I fake it. Okay. Because if you can't make it, fake it. Because the more you keep convincing yourself that you're good at something, mm -hmm. you become better at it. Yes. You start to believe in yourself. So that old, you know, synergy of fake it until you make it really does work. It works for you. Well, it works for anybody. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying kid yourself. There's a big difference. I'm not saying kid yourself. I'm saying... You have to believe in yourself. And sometimes you've got to fake it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. How many, time, how many times have you been out and you've seen this particularly not, not very good looking woman or not very good looking man, but yet there's something about them, mm -hmm. just the way they carry themselves? Well, it's just their confidence. Yep. And, you know, none of us can be confident at everything. No. Because people use the, syn the synergy that they're a confident person. You just said to me, are you a confident person? Well, really, the reply to that should have been, at what? At what, yeah. You know, because you put me on a football field and, you know, I wouldn't know the, the, the one end to the, to the first half to the second half. Right. So it, it's about really what they're being confident in. So would you say you're confident at business, I would hope? Um, am I confident at business? Uh, no, 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 I'm confident at some sectors of okay. business. Yeah. I'm confident at some sectors of business. That's like saying to a sportsman, are you confident at sports? Well, his reply could be, yeah, of course I am. But he'll actually only be good at one of them. In your area. Yeah. yeah. So in my field, mm -hmm. which is property, yeah. and the fields that I've dipped my toe in, I make sure that I'm knowledgeable I have a passion for it and that I love it. Yeah. Because that overcomes a lot of pain. Yeah. So where does that drive come from? Um, I'm very blessed because I have a, a, a mother and father who are second to none. And uh, they are workaholics. Good, you know, and I was born into a family where it was work, work, you know, if you, you need to work. 
And I feel sorry for a lot of people in this country where the government are stripping that away. Yeah. For instance, the welfare system. I understand we need that support. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I endorse it. But I don't endorse it the way it is at this moment in time. Because that support system has no value. It doesn't matter whether it's £5 or £10. Mm. There needs to be a given value put on it. It does. And for me, those individuals would be better off claiming their social security, but given a certain amount of hours in time in a type of business that they want to work in. Yeah. That the government will work paying them to go to work to get work experience in that field. I reckon, without exaggerating, because there's a there's a benefit, isn't there, going to work? It you feel it gives like, you something to yes do. It's like going to the gym. <laughs> yep. You come out there, you actually feel refreshed, mm-hmm. and it releases an endorphin in your body. That's what business does. That's what work does. Gives you purpose. I had one of I had somebody say to me the other day that should everybody be in business, mm-hmm. and my answer is no. Mm-mm. But what they should be is part of a business that they believe in mm-hmm. and love. Because some people need security of a company that's wrapped around them and they don't want the pressure of losing everything. Yeah. They don't want the pressure. And that's, listen, they're real. That's real. Mm-hmm. Have the pain that can come with that. So, you know, I, I, who's right and who's wrong? Somebody that has a very good, secure job, you know, that, that in a company that like, yeah, let me tell you, there's a lot to be said for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not for everyone. Business, setting things up. So you nearly lost everything at one point. Yeah. Do you think that has changed your mindset around how you now operate? 100%. Yeah. 100, 100%. I'd be an awful lot braver. If that hadn't happened. Okay. Now, I'm cautious. You know, yeah. it's like being thrown off of a horse. You can get up and you can get back on, mm. but you know it hurts. Yeah. And, you know, next time you're not quite, you, and you learn from those mm. experiences. So, yeah, it certainly changed me. How did that feel, like, mentally, in terms of your mindset, what made you I think it takes a certain kind of person to either lose everything or have it that close to then come back and do something bigger and better the the worst thing about nearly losing everything and I had a conversation we're in the process of trying to buy a company at the moment and I met the director of that company who's and it was like talking to uh, um, talking to him it was like talking to myself when it happened to me mm-hmm and sometimes when you're in that position, you can't see the wood for the trees. You know, you because mm. you're actually working on ego because you don't want it to fail because in the back of your mind you're thinking, what are people going to say? And the most important thing that you must do is cut that away and try your hardest to step outside yeah. and focus on what the real issues are as opposed to the incidentals of, what are people going to think? Am I a failure? You know, things happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, most things, most things in business, they normally have a silver lining somewhere, as long as you work in it. Yeah, even if you can't see it at the time. 
something good comes from it maybe we can later ever see on. It. I don't think we no. can ever see it at the time. Me included. Mm. Me included. So who's your support network? Like, do you have mentors who helps, helps I, you? Right, okay. I surround myself with phenomenal people. From my managing director to my estates director to my FD. Um, and me. <laughs> and you. I surround myself with phenomenal people. I'm never embarrassed to ask the question. I'm never embarrassed to give advice. But most importantly, to explain that advice and why I said it. Mm -hmm. There's too many people that want to give advice but don't know what they're giving. They're too clever to, you know, well, this is what you should do. You know, why? Mm. Why? Why is it that you believe I should do that? And when did you do it? When did you do that? Yeah. You know, because we have a lot of people that can't swim that are standing on the sign line telling people how to do the breaststroke. That's not going to help, is it? You need to actually get in and swim with somebody who's swum before. you got to get wet. Yeah. And I've been drenched. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've been soaked. I've been nearly drowned. Dark at the top. But anyway, that's... It sounds like you need a towel. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, okay, who's your biggest inspiration in business? My biggest inspiration in, in, uh, in business, two answers to that. Okay. If you said to me, who's my biggest inspiration in life, it would be my dad. Uh, reason being, 72 years old, mm -hmm. still out there pounding the pavement. Like, just phenomenal. Nice. My next inspiration would be my son, because he's living a phenomenal life. He's got the world at his feet, but yet he still goes to work. Yeah. Still out there going to work. Let me tell you, that's, that's harder than not having it. Because if you haven't got it, you've got no choice. Yeah. But, to, but when you've got it, so for me, yeah, um, uh, he is, I, I would like to say a chip off the old block, but I genuinely believe he's actually doing better. I swear that. And I'm not just saying it, I really do mean that. But if you asked me, what's my inspirational person in business? Yeah. It would be Richard Branson over and over and over again. And here's the reason why. He's done what people are trying to do. Mm -hmm. He did it 30 years ago. He built a brand. He built a brand freely mm -hmm. by saying that he was going to space before they were even going to go to space. But he got advertisement out of it. He was going to sail a balloon or fly a balloon all the way around the world, but Virgin was all over it. And he built his brand. Mm -hmm. And he carried that brand from HMV to um, Virgin Airways. To the, and then all of a sudden he started to market his brand by selling the rights. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realise that. So for me, he's a true entrepreneur, mm -hmm. somebody that has built many different businesses and succeeded. Had his failings. Virgin Cola. Had his, Had his failings. <laughs> yeah. Took him like a man on the chin, just moved on and promoted his brand. So for me, yeah, that's what you call a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Somebody, uh, uh, somebody says to me, Bill Gates or Mark Zuda, uh, uh, is it Zuda? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Or, right. You're phenomenal what they've done. Phenomenal. Yeah. 
But they're not entrepreneurs. No. They're businessmen because they've been successful in their field of business. Mm -hmm. Could you say that I'm an entrepreneur? No. I'm a businessman. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm a businessman, I've been successful in only one or two fields. When you're successful in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different types of businesses, mm -hmm. that's an entrepreneur. That's somebody that can actually work in different types of businesses. That's yeah. difficult. Yeah. That's extremely difficult. So what's next for you then? What are your next goals? Um, next goals. Okay. We Wildcrest Parks is currently Europe's largest residential mobile home park operator. Mm -hmm. Our goal is world domination of the mobile home park industry. And we expect to achieve that within 10 years. Nice. Without any question of it, that's what we're looking to do. We are currently number one in Europe with 75 parks. We need to get to 200 parks to dominate the world market. Nice. That's what we'll do. Just under double. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think we've grown by 3,000% in 18 years. That's a lot. From one park. From one park. Yeah. From a standing count of a £1.7 million pound park to £425 million pounds worth of assets with a £60 million pounds worth of debt levied against that. Mm -hmm. So in the next 10 years, we only need to grow by 100%. That's a good way to break mm -hmm. it down. Yeah. Simple as that. Breaking it down like that is really important. Like People have goals, all of these big goals and dreams, but then don't get that you need to then break it down to figure out how to get there. So Think about it this way. Yeah. If you want to save, if you want to save mm. fifty thousand pounds, we know that that's a thousand pounds a week. Yep. If you break it down into a working day, it's two hundred pounds a day. So let's say it takes you three years to actually physically save mm -hmm. fifty thousand pounds. That works out at fifty pounds a day. The reason it works at fifty pounds a day because you'll get be getting compounded interest. interest. So that comes to the realm of money makes money. And after three years, you've then in a position mm. in certain parts of the country, you can buy a house and rent it. So now it'll only take you a year and a half to save another 50000 mm -hmm. because you've now got the rent coming in from that property. So now every year and a half, you've bought another property. And then after that, it only takes a year. Yep. Because now you've got two properties. So after three years, you've got... Three properties paid for. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that's going to happen in London. <laughs> not London prices, no. But, but it would certainly happen yeah. in the Midlands. Yeah. I've just been looking on one of the auction sites there. There are properties which are twenty-five and thirty-five thousand pounds. Yeah. It's you know, you cut cars more expensive than that. You cut your cloth accordingly. Yeah. Very true. So I help people to be more confident in themselves, and we teach health, wealth, and happiness. So what do you do to stay healthy? Work. <laughs> because by working hard allows me to have the best medical insurance allows me to go to the gym allows me to work when I choose to work yeah. it allows me to live my life how I want to it allows me to eat good food mm -hmm. it allows me to live correctly yeah. why do you think and I'm being really serious now the royal family lives so long because of the money because they have the best, <laughs> yeah, care, best care the best treatment yeah you know we we live in a world today where you know your genes are a big point 
you know, like you've only got to look at the, you know, the gene pool of where have they had heart attacks. Insurance companies ask all the time, did your mum have a heart attack? Has your dad ever had one? Mm. Because they're onto it. So for me, yeah, work provides that. Interesting. I like that. But it's true. It's true. So with that, you used to train boxing. Yep. Right. I used to run a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the discipline with that has helped you to have the discipline? Do you think it's transferable into the way you run your business? I, I don't think it refers just to boxing. Yeah. I think it's any type of um, sport or any type of scholarship where you have a target. Yeah. Where you are looking to win. The minute you bring that competitiveness into it, then you can utilise that in business. Yeah. And with business, when you first start, the advice I would give to anybody, you start out to win. That's where you start. When you start to win, it's then about being fair. And by being fair in business allows you to build a better support network Mm -hmm. because people want to work with people that are fair. People want to work with people that are reasonable. How many times have you negotiated with somebody and they're the world's best negotiator? They pride themselves on being... You never go back to doing your business with them. They're too hard. They don't leave anything on the table for anybody else. You think, don't deal with them anymore. You never find a negotiator has longevity if they're too hard with people. It's about finding that balance. Mm-hmm. And it's about building your network where your network rely on you and you rely on them. Yeah. And they don't want to go anywhere else because even me, we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of comfort. We want to pick up that phone, ring the surveyor who we know will lean our way. We know mm-hmm. is going to want us to succeed because by us succeeding makes him succeed. Yeah. That's what I say to my clients. Like Their success is my success. It's not about me, it's about them. And mm-hmm. it's about the things that they do and the effort that they put in. And the more you put in, by virtue, the more you should get out. Yep. Um, so with that, what would be your top tips for somebody being confident in themselves? For somebody to be confident, understand your product or understand your topic. But just because you understand it, don't be prepared not to listen. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them in that order. Mm-hmm. And always try to let somebody, and I, I find it's difficult as you've gathered, <laughs> always try to let somebody speak first. The reason is if you go first, they can always find fault in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they go first, you know whether they're correct or whether they're really just pulling your leg. Especially if you I don't want to say topic. anything now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, what do you do? in those moments of self-doubt because I'm sure you have them because we all do go with my gut yeah I go with my gut feeling all the time stay positive but most importantly most importantly I check and then I know the decision that I made Mm -hmm. was on a calculated basis and wasn't just ad hoc yeah somebody said to me an old man who I was in the car in the in the van business, um, and his name was Bill Ripley, and I quite liked him. I had a lot of time for him, and he the little phrases that you hear, make sure they stick with you because they're true. If in doubt, leave it out. And those little things that people say, 
you know, and, and I love, you know, stating phrases. I put loads on the Instagram um, and Facebook and that. Like one of my favorite ones was we all have demons. Mm-hmm. They can destroy you or push you. Make sure yours are pushing you. Yeah, I think I liked that. Yeah, but they're true. <laughs> but it's true. They're true. Mm. I think they're called mantras. Do you have daily affirmations or anything that, that you actually... I've never got caught, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Get up, dress up, show up, and be up. Mm-hmm. Be alert. Because if you're on those, and most importantly, and I said this to my son, never, ever, ever say... I wouldn't get out of bed for that because you should get out of bed for free. Mm-hmm. Do it for nothing if you're not getting paid because opportunity doesn't come knocking. It doesn't. You have to go and find it. And if you're out, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. You'll find it. On top of that is a man that does more than he's paid to do will receive more than he was paid to do because who do you reward? The person who does the, the most, person who's the best. pushing himself yeah. more. You go, oh, I don't want to lose him. Mm-hmm. My God, that man's better than me. <laughs> I, I employ people that are better than me because I don't employ anybody. They work with me. I just, I'm just very lucky to be able to stand on the shoulders of my team that really make me the person that I am. I get up every morning. I swear to you, I pinch myself and I actually think. You know, when I, like the BBC did an interview with me the other day, um, and I think it was the man that was changing Bromyard or saving Bromyard or something like that. You know, like, and I have to pinch myself that people are actually saying things like that. Yeah. Because I'm not. All I'm doing is going to work. And, you know, I, I look at what sad lights some people have got that have always got to be negative. Mm-hmm. Always got to be negative. You know, if it's raining, oh, my God, raining. <laughs> if the sun's out, oh, I can't go out in this heat. Oh, it's too hot. So true. Oh, my God, it's snowing now. Oh, oh, oh God, have you seen the wind outside? It's blowing a gust. It's weather. Well, here's my view. If it's raining, learn how to dance in the rain. Yep. If the wind's blowing, learn how to fly a kite. If it's snowing, go out and make a snowman. And if the sun's shining... Go out and sunbathe. Because that's what weather's for, to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's what life's for, yeah. to be enjoyed. And that's what business is for. That's what success is for. So all of those things are to be enjoyed. Yeah, I agree. Like I say, when it rains, you know, the, the plants need watering. So do your job. <laughs> exactly. Like if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have the food, the, the anything. So... I like that. I said that to someone the other day. It's not about learning to weather the storm. It's about learning to dance in the rain. I was in the helicopter uh, flying to uh, Worcester and there were 50 mile an hour gusting winds. Sorry, 50 knots, which is like 65 um, miles an hour. Wow. And luckily the helicopter that I've got is a a very, very, very good machine. Extremely stable. But it was rough. And I... I'm learning to fly. That's the best time to learn to fly when you've got a very capable pilot up the side of you, mm-hmm. watching everything you're doing. 
because no good sailors were made in calm seas. No. <laughs> so yeah. the best time to learn is, you know, you wouldn't want to learn doing that on your own. Goodness. <laughs> no. No. It's all about the people and surrounding yeah. yourself with the right people, manoeuvring the right network. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but you have to be careful of people. Um, you have to be careful of people because not everybody is of the same mindset of you of being upfront, honest, and move on. Yeah. But they're the people that are going to keep you sharp. Because mm -hmm. if we didn't have to watch out for those people, we wouldn't be on it. Yeah. We wouldn't be alert. We'd become mundane. Yeah. So what's been your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? <sighs> My biggest mistake, I never made any. Okay. I never made any. I just had to pay the price for not knowing. Okay. And... Every mistake that I made has been a learning lesson. So, you know, being not tongue-in-cheek, of course I made mistakes. But they were learning lessons, and some of them, so painful, brought tears in my eyes. And mm -hmm. I'm, I swear to you, I'm being really honest, brought me to my knees. And... Most of those mistakes were caused by two things. My own stupidity mm -hmm. of trusting or trusting. Okay. And the stupidity of trusting was not them being dishonest through them, me believing what they were telling me. Okay. Instead of me looking out for them and checking. They were the mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I can honestly say to you that I have not made any mistakes that have been complete hash cock-ups. They've, they've actually been, I've asked for information, has that been done? Mm -hmm. And they'd assumed it had been done and it hadn't. Right. And they've led to some really bad, painful, painful. Mm -hmm. One particular one was a £120,000 mistake Oops. through not signing documents on time because we'd assumed they'd been done. Oh. All I had to do was check. So I go back to what I said earlier. It's not about trusting somebody. It's about asking them not to trust you mm -hmm. because that way they care for you and look out for you. Yeah. It's a nice way to put it. Well, put it like this. Let's say, for instance, you've got your child mm -hmm. and you trust them. Mm -hmm. Do you trust them to cross the road on their own? How old's the child? <laughs> Does it matter if they don't know that road? If they know. Do you, do you understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is crossing a road, I'll give you an instance. I was in... Um, I think it was um, Blackpool or Sheffield. It was one of the two. Um, and I was with uh, uh, an uncle of mine. And uh, crossing the road, he grabbed me, pulled me back, and there was an electric tram coming. And I was crossing the road. I'm a 48-year-old man. Should know better. He was, he was looking out for me. Yeah. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's so important to not think that, you you know, do we trust people? Of course, you know, that trust, yes. But it's about not accepting everything to be true. Yeah. Because things can be different. Things can be different. Massively.
Well, on a, on a slightly lighter note, <laughs> where's your favourite place to be and why? My favourite place to be? Oh, wow. Okay, this is sad, but it's really honest. <laughs> okay. It's in my own office and Lucy walking in, telling me that she'd completed on a deal, or Mishu walking in, ringing the bell. Because if they're ringing the bell, which they do upstairs, yeah. every time we do a sale or book an appointment. I remember that happened. Yeah, yeah. I love the bell ringing. Yeah. That's, there's no better feeling. That's like, yes. <laughs> maybe it's something to do with boxing. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, maybe. Awesome. But it works. <laughs> yeah. And it fires people up. You remember it. Yeah. And the reason you remember it is because it's actually, it's involving everybody in the business. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Cool. I love the bell ringing. <laughs> we need a bell. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey and join the Better Together for a Gold Star Life Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.